Okay, so welcome to the fifth installment of the Amateur Bowl podcast with Simon and Tom Selleck today. Howdy, partner. And that's, you gotta shave that, man. I, I, just I have. Way. If you compare me to Tom Selleck, there's no fucking way I'm shaving this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, fifth episode. Very, very exciting. Very, we're in the... Yeah, we're getting through this. I like this. We are. We are. Uh, yeah. so hey, you know, you... well, I know we've been trying to avoid the media trap topics, but, um, today I think we're going to have to go with one. We're going to talk. It's inescapable. It's we're inevitable. We're off seasons today. Yeah. And we're also going to, and just, we're going to talk about some, uh, dark horse MVP candidates down the line for next season, assuming they do, the season does take place. But before we get to any of that, I think we all know what we have to do. Of course. It is time for the, um, the special Gone Not Forgotten segment. So, um, Max, would you like to lead us off today for our Gone Not Forgotten segment? Yeah, for sure. I'll go. Yeah. All right. So, Max, Gone Not Forgotten. The 2010 New York Jets. I uh, was okay. Good. I almost talked about them today, but I'm glad I didn't. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're probably one of the only teams ever to win. To win, to, to make it to the AFC Championship just with only road games. I mean, the Titans yeah. just did it last year, but that's not easy to do. And they did, yeah. they, they did it as the New York Jets with Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. You got to remember that. Yeah, they did not have. They they were a very interesting team. They had some very good players. They had past his prime Ladanian Tomlinson on his, on the team. They had former Super Bowl MVP Santonio Holmes on the team. They had. Uh, Pro Bowler Reese Revis Island there as long as well as some pretty good offensive linemen. Their offensive line was awesome, probably the best part of their team. And yeah. got to give some line to the to the big some love to the big boys, you know. Yeah. And those those guys, Brickashaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold, they were good. They were very yeah. good. And they had some good players at every position. Really, there was a very solid team from head to toe. They beat the Patriots in Foxborough. They they went and beat the the Peyton Manning Colts before that. Like they they almost made it to the Super Bowl. This mm-hmm. team. Yep. And it was just I I figured we needed to talk about the Jets at some point because yeah. it's kind of they've been a forgettable franchise for a long time. They almost made the playoffs in 2015, but they haven't really had much success since. And really, the Sanchez was the last time that they were really good. So yeah. Or one out for the New York Jets. Yeah, that's a hey, that's a good one. Um, okay, right. so in here, you've been hyping this one up. You hyped this one up last week, so I I'm, did. I did. Talk about this time. I'm excited. So ready? Uh, I am ready. Gone but not forgotten. The 2013 Indianapolis Colts. 13. All right. Okay, so um, we were talking about this last week um, off camera, but um, this was a very good couple. There were 2013 started a very good couple a uh, couple years for the uh, for the Colts, and um, I said the 2013 Colts, but I'm just gonna kind of take like the next couple, like the the 13, 14, that kind of window. Um, Indianapolis Colts, and obviously the big name that comes to mind is um, Andrew Luck. Um, who's no longer around. Uh, he was a, 
2013 really stuck out to me just because that was really the year he yeah, he really uh kind of that was his coming out party. I mean, obviously, like it wasn't really coming out party because he was such a highly touted prospect. But I mean, in 2013, he uh threw for uh almost 4,000 yards, 3,822 to be exact, uh, 23 touchdowns. He had a, I believe that year he actually had a really good QBR. I'm oh, sorry, not really good, uh, 63.7, which not isn't great. But, I mean, uh, and just with, and then a couple years after that where they kind of built the offensive line to rebuild the offensive line to help them, like, basically not get completely destroyed, um, really did a lot for that team. Um, and then... Uh, T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver, and, and I mean, he's also with uh, special teams, but I mean, a lot of people really know for punt returns. Sorry, only know him for uh, playing wide receiver, but um, the Colts are just another one of those teams where I think they're being uh, led by a really good quarterback, because if you look at the, te- uh, the skill he had around him, he didn't really have that much to work with. Like, it was pretty shallow if you look at his receivers, and... I mean, in 2013, like, they didn't have a great year. Like, I think they finished, like, 11-4 and four anyways. But that this is another team where they had a pretty re- regular season just kind of flamed out, which is obviously unfortunate. And, um, oh, yeah, our buddy's on there, uh, Pat McAfee, uh, punter. Right, great man. Yeah, and another thing, oh, um, he didn't make it on the actual 2013 Colts, but um, our boy um, – made it onto the 2013 Colts on a tryout, Mr. Dion Branch. But unfortunately, he was cut because the NFL's garbage and it sucks. But uh, no, but uh, no, it's the 2013, so not even just 2013 Colts, but I think the Colts will forever, especially with that team, uh, like that that core is always going to, is always going to be for not really truly appreciated because they never really won anything. Um, and then Chuck Pagano is obviously a pretty good head coach with the Colts. I think he's now the OC for the Bears, I believe. But um, anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just again, I, I love Chuck Pagano because um, I believe he had cancer, leukemia. So, I mean. Yep. In leukemia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that was another really good story that came out of that team in that, in that, uh, in that season. So, yeah, 2013 Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. They had some really good players on that team. Adam Vinatieri was on that team. Yes, Vinatieri, right. right. Vinatieri, historic, yes. historic kicker. Like Justin yes. Tucker, but slightly worse. Uh, yeah. Not so good anymore, though. I'll tell you that. Got our boy Justin Tucker up today. We got him right yes. here. So I still got Henry Ruggs up. Henry Ruggs going to carry us to the postseason. Maybe not this year, but at one point he will. Yeah, well, once, once he has a Super Bowl ring, then we can talk about him being on Justin Tucker's <laughs> level. Anyways... Another pick on that team that was really underrated was their 2011 first-round pick, Anthony Costanza, who's still there. Yes. He's, he's yes. a really yes. underrated yes. tackle. He's been protecting Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett really well for the last nine yeah. years. He's he's well, done yeah. a great – he's helped Quentin Nelson come into his own for sure. Yeah. He's, great pick. He's, he's been a vital, vital, vital part to that offensive line, which they rebuilt, especially – I think it was like two years before or one year before Andrew Luck retired, but – no, like that that offensive line is no joke now. Like it's um they're legit, man. Like it's crazy. They built they built a good thing around him. They did. Definitely. Good pick. And that, that big comeback in twenty I think it was twenty fourteen against the Chiefs. I, yeah, that's I think right. that's right. Yeah, the thirty point comeback. It was yeah. crazy. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so now that that's okay. done, we're 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 gonna so we're gonna get into our teams with the best off season. All right, so we'll 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 split it up by AFC and NFC because there are there are some really good off seasons in both okay. conferences. More, I would say, more teams had good off seasons than bad seasons, wouldn't you? I would agree with that. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was a lot harder to kind of pick a few out of on the good side rather than on the bad side. For sure. That's I agree with that 100. percent Of a team in the NFL, chances are your team did something good this offseason. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Okay, so um, I'll I'll say my um, my AFC pick. We can kind of just go back and forth here. So my pick for the best AFC offseason is the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um. I have really liked what I've seen out of the Bills this year. I think they're addressing a lot of really good... I think they're doing a lot of really good things, addressing some needs. Um, so they finally got Josh Allen, the uh, number one receiver, and Stefan Diggs. I think that's a really good pickup for them, just to finally be able to have like an, like an elite potential number one wide receiver to get to help Josh Allen really use that arm. Because yeah, Josh Allen has a cannon. Like, and... Up until this point, like he hasn't really had like a true number one. And now you can you can debate whether Stefan Diggs is a true number one wide receiver. Personally, I think he is. But He's a good Midwestern boy, Josh Allen. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then if you just look at the stuff they did in free agency, I thought they had a really good free agency bolstering the defense. Um, they got Josh Norman on a one-year deal. So I mean, Josh Norman's been inconsistent. Or I don't know if inconsistent, but it's been great. So, I mean, you get him on a one-year deal, you can see what he does, and then if he's great, you can re-sign him. Uh, and just kind of bolstering like uh, bolstering their, lineback- uh, their linebacker situation, getting some offens- offensive line depth. I mean, it's just a, it's just a really good – I think they had a really good uh, free agency. And it's in the draft. I mean, they didn't have a stellar draft, I thought. I mean, they didn't have a first-round pick because they obviously gave it a win to Stefan Diggs trade. Um they got a, a, I believe the defensive end they took in the second round, AJ um, Epinesa, or, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think he's actually supposed to be pretty good. So, I mean, overall, if you just look at the AFC, yeah, I think there's no question about it that the, um, that the Bills have had a pretty good offseason, but I would say that not only have they had a great season, I'd say they'd probably have one, one if not the best offseason in the AFC so far. Absolutely. The Bills were definitely one of the teams I was planning on talking about because they did a lot of great things. They kept their they kept their defense elite and they made good moves for their offense. And I just I think they got a lot of value for what they could have done. And I think this season, especially with the uh, with the the Patriots kind of falling a little bit, they this is a, a good time for them to really get this good and and get this core open for a few yep. long runs into the playoffs. So I really like what they did. Yeah. Um, they really kicked it or open with the Stefan Diggs trade for sure. One one move that they made that I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about is they they picked up Quentin Jefferson from the Seahawks and I I watched a few Seahawks games and that dude stood out to me quite a bit. I'm not sure why he just for yeah. there were a lot of plays where I was watching and he just he made the play he got the sack he got the tackle for a loss like he did a lot on that Seahawks defense with Jadavion Clowney. So I. Yeah. I mean, having having some extra depth at defensive line with with a guy like that is 
really good. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. And also on the um, on the Bills is um, all amateur ball bust team member Vernon Butler. How about so maybe that? maybe our boy Vernon Butler can help us uh, help us out here. Help us. Uh... Anyways, so Max, who is your first um, best offseason pick this this offseason? There are a lot of teams that I was thinking about. Uh, I want to. I will give audible mentions to the <clears throat> the Denver Broncos, who in the draft put some really good capital around Drew Locke, and they brought yes, in. They did. And they brought in Jarrell Casey, which is a great move because he, he's a beast in the middle. He's a great run yes. stopper. And yes, sir. bringing in A.J. Boye, great for the uh, secondary to replace Chris Harris Jr. So I, I really like what they did. And the, the Miami Dolphins, a lot of the things that they did were super hit or miss. Like giving, giving Byron Jones the amount of money that they did could very well yeah. blow up in their face. But... You know, we'll see. They really addressed a lot of their needs. They brought in Shaq Lawson. They brought in Kyle Van Noy. They brought in Jordan Howard. They did a lot. <clears throat> and they had a good draft, too. Mm-hmm. They did. I so, mean, the Dolphins, also, the Dolphins also had the benefit of having three first-round picks, which is obviously great, especially when you get Tua. Potential, like, potentially, you get, a real, you get a really good quarterback in Tua. But you know. They also had a lot of picks. And... The reason why I'm not picking him as number one is because those things, those moves are very hit or miss. They, yeah, they no, could, for sure. It's the same with the Cleveland Browns. A lot of the things they did look good, but it's the Browns, so we'll see, right? Yep. So the team that I picked, and I mean, you probably could have guessed I picked them, but the Baltimore Ravens had the best offseason in the NFL. 100%, hands down. Not, not much question about that. And I think most of it comes from the draft. Because think about the, the players that they lost. They lost Michael Pierce, who was a huge part of their defense. He was really good, and the Vikings are going to love having him. And they lost they lost a few other little depth pieces like Pernell McPhee and Tony Jefferson and uh, Brandon Carr and and Hayden Hurst. They lost some pe- they lost some important pieces to that team that went fourteen two. But you know what they did in the draft? They they fixed. I know exactly what you're doing. I know. I know exactly who you're gonna mention. Yeah, their line, their linebacker core, is went from being kind of bad to unbelievable. Bringing in Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, two guys that can do a lot. That was amazing. Bringing in J.K. Dobbins, an extra, an extra shifty yet kind of powerful running back to complement the Mark Ingram skill set, and the Justice Hill pick from last year. Great, great value when they got him. Uh, Matt Abuike is a, is a good replacement for Michael Pierce. He's got a good skill set. Mm-hmm. And bringing in Bredesen and Phillips to re- replace the re- retired Marshall Yonda. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness he retired. Thank goodness he retired with a ring. That guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. They they replaced all the important positions that they needed to replace. And most of all, they got two, two wide receiver starters on day three in Devin DuBernay and Michael Prochet. Starters, yeah. like from day one, yeah. that yeah. you can't say that about most teams in the league. They did an unbelievable job in the draft, and they got sure. some. They got great value in the in free agency, bringing Calais Campbell and, and uh, Michael Michael Wolf to replace the the help they need on the defensive line. I, I mean, and they also have the best player in the league on their team. 
Well, uh... <laughs> you could argue that Justin Tucker isn't the best player in the league, but yeah, sure, he's the best at his position. Sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so for the NFC, there are a few pretty obvious picks. Simon, I'm assuming you're going to go with one of them. Who are you going to take? Who, who, well, who do you think I'm taking? I think you're going to take the Bucks. Uh, I actually was not going to go with the Bucks. I thought you were going to take the Bucks. Yeah, I, I was. I was going to. Let's go. let, let's steer away from the Bucks because I think everyone knows how good of an offseason the Bucks have had. <laughs> yeah, 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 just any. If you're bringing in Gronkowski alone, that's great. But bringing in Tom Brady, along yeah. with it, and of course yeah. keeping Shaquille Barrett and Dominic Sue, great job by the Bucks. Great yeah, job. For sure. For sure. And anyways, I'll let you. I'll let you go with your pick. Okay. So my, um, sorry, I'm just pulling, I'm just pulling up a document here, which has all my stuff on it. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll go first. No, 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 I have it. I, I, no, it's okay. I have it. I have it. Um, okay. So my NFC pick, um, again, this is tough just because a lot of, as you mentioned, all the NFC teams had a really good off season so far. Um, but the, I think the one that really sticks out to me is actually the Cardinals. Okay. Um, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. For those of you who have listened to the show, um, you know how big of a fan I am, how big of a fan I am of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they literally just basically swapped David Johnson for the uh, for like a top five wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, obviously David Johnson's good, but like DeAndre Hopkins is elite. This guy's going to be like, he's going to be in the top two, top three in receiving yards this year. And this is like Mr. No Drops from like two years ago. But anyways, um, not just that, but also they didn't. I didn't think they had a. I mean, also they um they got Isaiah Thomas in the first round, which was a steal for where they were drafting at. Isaiah Simmons is his name, and he is so Simmons, good. right? Really did good. Isaiah, did I say Isaiah Thomas? You said Isaiah Thomas, but it's okay. Damn it's it. a great pick. The last, great pick. Yeah, the last dance has got me all is all on my mind right now. But no, I'm. Um, I so Isaiah Simmons obviously was a real was a steal when it came to the draft, and just in terms of the free agent agreements, I mean, they've been they haven't had a great uh haven't had a great free agency, but I mean, if you just look at the fact that they got like two solid players in Simmons and um Hopkins, I think that's I think it's great for them. I mean. Even at, even some of their free agents they did get, I thought they did a they're not like superstar moves, but I think they're pretty good depth moves just to help give um give that defense some help a little bit. Yeah, bring in uh, Josh Jones in the third round to protect Kyler Murray is big too because that was one of their biggest yeah. needs because O line's yeah. been awful for the last yeah. five years. Yeah, so that, that's exactly. that was a great thing for them to bring in, and yeah, yeah. The, the Cardinals did great things, yeah. and. Another another thing, Jordan Phillips from the Bills, great pick, great pickup. Yeah, no, exactly, defensive tackle. So, anyways, who is your NFC offseason I, pick? I had three picks, and I don't, I couldn't really decide between the three of them, so I'll just quickly talk about all three of them. Okay. I'll talk about the 49ers first because they made the Super Bowl, right? They almost won the Super Bowl, and then you know what they do. They bring in Trent Williams for nothing. Trent yep. Williams, one of the best tackles in the league, for 
for nothing, who hasn't who hasn't taken a hit in a long time. Yeah. And then they they make sure that they can pay their defensive players by trading away for basically replacing the expensive um, DeForest Buckner for Javon Kinlaw in the draft, who is basically a prototype. He's gonna he's gonna be great. Yeah. And they just they didn't they basically just prolonged some of the financial issues that they're going to possibly have over the next few years. They did a great job. I think just the few things that they did, like not paying Emmanuel Sanders and replacing DeForest Buckner and getting Brandon I in the late first round in the draft, those are great things. Those are great moves. <clears throat> I thought them not overpaying for Emmanuel Sanders might have been one of the best moves of the offseason, to be honest. Yeah, exactly, and they replaced him. So yeah, Exactly. Great job by them. A simple, a simple off season, but a good off season. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are the best ones. Exactly, especially for a team that won the NFC, the NFC of all of all conferences. And they almost won the Super Bowl if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes. A <laughs> uh, resident blue shell. Yes. Yeah, they they were in first for a long time. They, they were, were, and then nope. The end of Rainbow Road, and then. Yep. They died. They got pushed off the track. What's that? What's off? <laughs> yeah. I, I see those things in my nightmares and Patrick yeah, Holmes. We all is, do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The other two teams that I wanted to talk about, it's mostly draft heavy and it's the it's the it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Those two teams did really well in the drafts. Um, the Dallas Cowboys being in a great position, they they went from being, you know, an eight and eight team to a top Five team in the NFC by bringing in guys like Hog Clinton Dix and, and Gerald McCoy. <laughs> He's signing Amari Cooper. Yeah, great. He's got a great name. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And also having a great draft and bringing in mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb at yeah. 17. Bringing in the yeah. guy that supposed to, they were supposed to bring in in the first round, in the second round, in Trayvon Diggs at cornerback, which was a need. And yeah. He replaced. Jones, who they lost because they didn't want to pay him, you know, like 15, 16, 17 million dollars a year, like the, the Miami Dolphins are, and then so they were understandable. Yeah, and then they replaced Robert Quinn by bringing in Neville Gallimore in the third round, who's supposed to be a late first round pick. Like that's amazing. That's really good. Yeah, Stephen the Jones only, had a really good offseason for sure. The only thing that's been going that's been going wrong are the DAC negotiations, and honestly, they can throw Andy Dalton in at quarterback and be fine. Like, that's how good this team is. Just take a look at that offense, and you can just you can just see it. Like they're <laughs> Andy Dalton will be fine. Like it's literally going to be like the best offense he's ever had. Like yeah, ever. Exactly. C. D. Lambs is his number two. C. D. Lambs is number two. Michael Gallup is his number three. Like that's really yeah. good. That's incredible. Yeah. And considering to... four easy wins against the against mm-hmm. the Giants and Redskins, yep. I'm a fan. I think I yep. think they're well on their way to winning the NFC East. All right. That's good. And, and the Cowboys had a record 16 picks in the draft. No team's ever had 16 picks in the draft before. They had 16 picks. They bring in Justin Jefferson to replace Stephon Diggs. They bring in Gladney to replace Xavier Rhodes. They have they have bring in Cleveland to shore up the offensive line, and they just they they killed the draft. They they have depth yeah. pieces everywhere. This team. Not a bite, yeah. They went from being you know a wild card team. To a top five team in the NFC, and I yeah. think they're going to win the NFC North. Just honest Vi- opinion. Yeah. Great the job. Vi- yeah, the, the Vikings are going to be in the midst of a battle between the Packers and the Bears. I think. I think the I think the Packers will fall a little bit this year, but 
I also think that the Bears are going to be right back in it this year, like in terms of contending for the division with Nick Foles. But anyways, you will. We will talk about the Packers for sure in a, in a little bit because we're about to get to the worst off seasons. And one more thing about the Vikings, they brought in my boy Michael Pierce, which is which is a replacement for Linval Joseph, of course, yeah. and for Everson Griffin. But that's the thing. He can do both. He's so good. He's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything to say about the Vikings, your former favorite team? Uh, not really. Um, Purple teams have to stick together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think you did a really good job explaining it. Um, I thought they made the best of the Stefan Diggs uh, situation, uh, trading him and then bringing in Justin Jefferson. Uh, and just, yeah, I, I had a, they obviously had a really good draft. Um, and that defense uh, took a little bit of a hit, but I still think they're going to, as you mentioned, I think they're going to be right there at the top of the NFC at the end of the season. I hope they are. As NFC North at the end of the yeah. season. I hope they are. Their defense did take a hit. You're absolutely right. But I think that yeah. the, their draft picks helped replace a lot of those players. No, for sure. Absolutely. Like, they did a, did, a, did a really good job of asset management, asset management I thought. So absolutely. Matters. Here comes the controversial part. Of the video where we talk about the worst off seasons. Yeah. Okay, Max, do you want uh, actually? Uh, Are you gonna take the Texans or should I take the Texans? I'll take the Texans. I have another, one. I have another team I want to talk okay, about. Okay, I'll take the Texans. Um. Okay. Um. So a lot of people have been grilling Bill O'Brien. If you just want to go to pop over to ESPN's YouTube channel, just watch some of the first take content. Uh, you can see why, but um. Um, Bill O'Brien is running this team into the ground, into the ground. Um, I'll just make this very quick because I don't really think it's that complicated. Um, he traded away a top receiver f- for basically David Johnson. I, I know now I know there's draft picks that were exchanged and stuff like that, but essentially it was a wash. It was essentially just David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. And I mean, Dave, I'm, I hope David Johnson bounces back, not because like just because like I hope he has he's able to bounce back because you never want to see someone's career get derailed by injuries. But we're talking like that's such a big question mark in terms of literally trading away one of the most consistent and reliable wide receivers. He's DeAndre Hopkins is a safety blanket, and they essentially just they almost gave him away for a guy who hasn't really been like elite or a great running back in like two or three years. Um. That and I thought the um, who who was the guy that just extended that huge contract? Tunsil, I think it was, wasn't it? Larry Tunsil. So he gave Tunsil a huge extension. I mean, good for him. Like get 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 your money. But like, man, like didn't he lead the league in like false start penalties last year? Yeah, they talked about that. He he. Like, uh... I just think ugh, like again, I don't think he's a bad player by any means. I just think that's a bit of an overpay. Um, and I don't think they did a good job addressing the things they needed to address. Um, ironically, I think one of them is actually getting some, um, I mean, that, that defense definitely needs some help. Uh, JJ Watt's still there. He's one of the best defensive players in the league, but but there's, yeah, but there's nothing, there's not really a lot else there. I mean, it seems like from a couple years ago, the, uh, Texans just keep falling in terms of their defensive numbers. And I think this year, like, they just, in terms of this offseason, they just had a really underwhelming um, free agency and then didn't really have that impressive of a draft either. So, anyways, uh, that's my underwhelming, uh, my underwhelming pick. So, Max, go ahead. 
Uh, I will say that bringing in Ross Blacklock in the second round is a really good, really good pick for them, getting sure. some line help because they did have issues getting to the quarterback last year. So that yeah. that really helps them. But yeah. I couldn't agree more with what you said. You you trade away a sure thing, not just a sure thing, but the best one of the best sure things in the league for a gamble in David Johnson, who could very well pay off and get another nineteen hundred yard season, but. It's 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 tough to sell that, especially when there are teams like the the Eagles and my Ravens that are going to give you a first round pick. Yep. And more probably. Yeah. It's like yeah, like you hear, like you hear the package. Like sorry, you hear the stuff afterwards. Like the Ravens wanted them, the Eagles wanted them, but they didn't want to pay the package. But like, look at what the Cardinals gave up. Like, it's not that much unless, sorry, unless, this is assuming that Bill O'Brien was just so in love with potentially having David Johnson that he was just intentionally bringing down the price that much more. Like, unless, like, because, I mean, for, just as a as someone who kind of understands sports a bit more, one thing I've kind of understood is that some GMs love their players. And as a Blue Jays fan, I know that Alex, like, um, one of the biggest stories coming out of the Blue Jays last couple of years was Alex Anthopoulos trading away the farm for Jose Reyes. And he did the same thing with Tulek. Some players just really are obsessed with these players. But, I mean, I really hope that's not what Bill O'Brien did. I really hope not. But, um, anyways, yeah, for sure. Um, All right. I'll, I'll get into my AFC pick. And I know you're going to jump to the New England Patriots and they did have a bad offseason. They lost a ton of their pieces, and guys like Kyle Van Noy, Deron. It's hard not to have a. It's hard not to have an off hard offseason like that. A bad Danny Kelton. Like they lost Stephen Goskowski, uh, yeah. Landon Collins, and of course Tom Brady. That's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Mm-hmm. And they they had a they had a bad draft. Mm-hmm. Bringing in Duggar and Uche are fine, but everybody else was kind of underwhelming. I don't I don't know. They they probably know what they're doing. But the the team I want to talk about are the New York Jets, and um, they had a they had a good draft. They did. Mackay Becton looks great. Denzel Mims looks great. Those are two great picks that'll be an they'll both be anchors on that team for a long time to help uh, Sam Darnold out and of course Le'Veon Bell. But what else did they do really? They lost Robbie Anderson, who was huge. They lost a lot of depth on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball in free agency. And, of course, the whole thing about uh, Jamal Adams, not he wants an extension, he's planning, he might sit out. That's that's rough because he's their best player, Jamal Adams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, they brought, in Denz, they brought in Brashad Perriman, who had a decent second half of the season with the Buccaneers. They brought in Pierre Desir, who was a decent... Uh, depth cornerback for the for the Colts. They brought in Patrick Owasu, who was a good linebacker for the Ravens. But considering what mm. the considering where the Patriots were, and considering where the Bills went to, and where the Dolphins were, and where they went to in this offseason, mm-hmm. I call the Jets a loser because I look at their their roster from head to toe and think this could very well be the worst team in the league. Yeah, and for they, sure. Like I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the league before the season ended, mm-hmm. and. They, I feel like they just didn't do much to address their needs besides yeah. Becton. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned because I feel like they'll just be a, a, a welcome mat for the teams in their division. And it, it's more of a comparative thing because they just, 
they didn't do they didn't do that badly, but they didn't do mm-hmm. great. I if I were a Jets fan, I wouldn't be very optimistic. Just being because yeah. they're talking about Sam Darnold being a bust now, and he's a good quarterback. It's just that that yeah. the pieces around him aren't really there, and they're working on it. This is a step in the right direction, but it's a small step in the right direction, bringing in two guys when other teams have brought in a lot more. Yeah, I I think you completely nailed the head on hit the nail right on the head of that one. Um, like I just think the departure of Robbie Anderson is gonna lead to um the the like the I think an underwhelming defense sorry an underwhelming offense just got worse somehow. Um, and I don't and again like he. I mean, they took a wide receiver in the second round in Denzel Mims, which, I mean, I think he had a pretty good year in college, but I don't, like, I think Makai, I mean, it's so tough to, because they, they definitely needed um, an, a, a tackle like Makai Becton, but at the same time, like, I think they may have been better off going with one of the better, one of the top wide receivers at that pick instead, but anyways, re- regardless. Mackay Beckton was a, was a great pick because they needed to address that position anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I agree with everything you said. Almost everything you said. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I can see why a team would be taking a step forwards in free agency, and I can see a reason why a team would take a step back in free agency. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't, I don't think the Jets did either one. I think they they just kind of stayed in the same place. They kind of stagnated. Yeah. This is kind of it's mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming because they. That this is not a this isn't a great building off season for the future. I don't yeah, like it. No, yeah, no, like, and to me, like you're just wasting years. I mean, they were already talking about getting on getting rid of Le'Veon Bell, but you're basically wasting the years. You're gonna have this like, pro, I don't know if he's in his prime anymore, but we basically have like a good running back. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not any closer or any farther from the playoffs as they were for sure. last year. For sure, right. no yeah. question. And um. We're on to the NFC now, and Simon, would you like to talk about the Green Bay Packers, or do you have another team in mind? Uh, I'll let you go first with the Green Bay Packers. I wasn't going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. I was going to talk about... I had two teams in mind, aside from the Packers, that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the and the Los Angeles Rams, but I, I, will, pro, I, will, I will talk about the Rams more, more so. They had the 31st-ranked offensive line in the league last year, the Los Angeles yep. Rams. And before you say, but Andrew Whitworth and Austin Blythe, and they've got good players on that offensive line. And Rob Havenstein, why were they Why were they 31st in the league in their offensive line? I don't fucking know. They were. And you know what they did? Nothing. They didn't do anything to to address that. Yeah. They brought they brought Whitworth back. Whitworth is like 38 years old. They bring they bring Austin Blythe back, and they're paying them more than they were before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that's just not the way to address something that's wrong. If they were like 25th in the league, and and they're gonna bring him back, fine, that's one thing. But 31st, considering they were kind of they were a, an offense that depended a lot on Todd Gurley, I can understand why his knees are jello now. Like, damn. Yeah. So that's that was bad. They they lost a lot of their key players from their nine and seven missing the playoffs run. Guys yeah. like. Todd Gurley, Nickel Roby Coleman, Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler, Brandon Cooks, and Clay Matthews, and those are the key ones. Those are some pretty, those are pretty, some pretty significant names, right? Like yeah, that's for sure. that's significant. 
Mm-hmm. And you're not really replacing them with anything. And also the whole Jalen Ramsey trade has taken away a lot of your draft picks. So your first draft pick is in the second round with a running back to replace Todd Gurley, which you probably shouldn't have had to in the first place because there are more pressing issues on your team. Like your, your, like your linebacker core, which was historically bad, and you just lost Clay Matthews and Corey Littleton. So how are you going to stop the run? I don't, I don't know how you're going to stop the run if you're the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Donald can't do everything for you. They brought Michael Brockers back. Good. But he's also a, a, a pass rusher. They didn't address any of their needs. And the Cardinals got a lot better. And the 49ers are really good. And the Seahawks are going to stay really good. So they, they kind of did the same thing as the Jets where they, they stagnated. They're kind of in the same place as they were before. And yeah, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, for sure. Also, Jared Goff is trash. <laughs> Actually, though. Yeah, the, the league has caught up to Sean McVay a little bit, and Jared Goff is not doesn't seem to be the right quarterback to util, utilize the system. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about the Rams. Sure. As, oh, is, is, is it my turn? Is it is it my turn? No, not yet, not yet. I I still want to okay. talk. The other 31 teams in the NFL. No, I'm kidding. You can go. Um, just to quickly, I had a couple here for worst NFC offseason. Um, the ones that kind of came to mind to me, well, one of them was the Detroit Lions. Um, okay. They got, um, obviously they had a top five pick in the draft. And I, th- I think I believe they took Okuda, didn't they, in the first round? They did take Okuda. Um, so that was, I thought that was a good pick, but I just thought kind of around them they didn't do a very good job. They didn't do a really good job of kind of addressing some of the need they needed to address. The other, but the main one I want to talk about is the Carolina Panthers. Oh, um, that's interesting. So the Carolina Panthers, um, I thought had a very underwhelming offseason. Um, the, I mean, the big thing they did this offseason is obviously uh, re-sign um, Christian McCaffrey, which is obviously a really important move for them, especially without having Cam Newton anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and then they also signed um, Robbie Anderson, the guy we just talked about for the New York Jets. Um, again, um, that's a, it was a, pr- a pretty solid signing. Um, to kind of help bolster an offense, which is literally, it's a pretty big question mark now that Cam Newton's gone, because I mean, um, we're going to get to see a full season of um, who's their starting quarterback this year? Teddy! It's Teddy time! Oh, right, right. Teddy Bridge, right, 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 Teddy time, yeah, so I mean, um, just overall, I thought they had a pretty underwhelming, like, just in terms of the free agency, I thought they had a pretty underwhelming um, underwhelming uh, offseason at least so far um so i'm just pulling i should kind of bring up what they did in the draft because i can't remember who they took in the first round but i do believe they actually had a pretty good draft correctly they took the best defensive tackle in the draft Derek brown at the seventh overall pick. okay so yeah there you go okay yeah still on the board really approve of that pick i think isaiah simmons would have been a little more useful especially with luke keekley retiring Mm -hmm. but you know Derek brown's a great piece to build around yeah i mean 
And with them probably rebuilding for the next little bit, I don't have an issue with that at all, with them taking just the best defensive tackle. Because, I mean, just take the best player and then figure out if you can just kind of keep building in the draft later. But, I mean, um, to me, the I mean, one of the reasons I – well, I think the biggest – one, if not the biggest reason I kind of um, – uh, the Panthers kind of came to me as having a bad offseason is I just think they handled the Cam Newton – situation so poorly and I just think that was just terrible asset management on their part to really take advantage of trading a really solid a solid starting quarterback um I mean obviously you couldn't really uh really chart you can really ask for a lot for Cam Newton just because of a lot of teams have quarterbacks and the ones that were didn't have one are gonna we're gonna be in a position to take one in the draft but um I just anyway, just with the fact that they got nothing for Cam Newton, uh, and they didn't really address anything they probably should have addressed. Like, like as you mentioned with uh, Luke Keekley leaving, I just thought that there are a lot of gaping holes that the Panthers have that they didn't really do a great job of addressing, with the exception of Teddy Bridgewater. But even then, like I think that's just such a big question mark that if it goes if it goes wrong, they're just going to be really struggling. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the answer. I don't think he's going to bring you to the Super Bowl unless you have a good team around him, which right now the Panthers don't. I give them a pass because complete new head coach, new system completely on both the offensive and defensive side, and they, they're the first team in NFL history to use all of their picks on defense, like all of them. And yeah. so their defense is going to look very different than it did last year. That's that's for sure. It's going to be a lot faster. It's going to have a lot more energy. It might not be as experienced. So, and losing guys like Mario Addison were huge. I, I agree. He's going to be great for the Bills. But having him was really, was really good. And honestly, I'd probably prefer Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater. So, I agree with you completely. Yeah. I, I don't like how they handled that. And I think we could we could share the Packers because they deserve to be talked about. My God, I I I can yeah. I, I can agree that if if you don't want to pay Blake Martinez, you don't have to pay Blake Martinez more than he's worth. But you know, Jimmy Graham could have been useful. Brian Belaga was great. Yep. Yep. And sure. you know, you didn't address any of your needs in the draft. I mean. People were just people been talking about it all ever since the first round of the draft night. So I'll just bring it up quickly. Um, I get that you want that Matt Lafleur wanted his wanted his quarterback and wanted Jordan Love, but at the same time, you very well could have used that first round pick to bring bring a pretty good player to Green Bay to build around Aaron Rodgers. That being said, I'm, I don't hate the move because I completely understand where he's coming from. But at the same point, if you're trying to win now, that move kind of surprises me. That's literally all I'm getting at. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I wasn't a huge fan, as many people will agree. I wasn't a huge fan of the A.J. Dillon pick in the second round because you already have a good running back core, and you could have used a good wide receiver. There are a lot of good ones on the board still. And not only do you pick A.J. Dillon, a power back, who's going to be relatively, well, not useless, but not very useful in that system, but there were better. There are other really good running backs on the on the board still, so I don't really understand that pick. I just don't understand a lot of the a lot of the things that they did that off season. So 
And they bring in Kristen Kirksey. They bring in Devin Funchess. Fine. Yeah. They're not game changers. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the Packers winning the division again. Yeah, no, for sure. I 100, 100% agree with that. Yeah, I think, I think both the, I think the, they were lucky that the Bears kind of stagnated a bit in the offseason as well, or else, mm. or else they, I would think that both them and the Vikings would pass them in the standings. Yeah, I just think Von, I mean, I just think Vontae Adams doesn't have a lot of help there, especially now that like Randall Cobb's gone. It's just not a great situation for the Packers' offense. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's just, it's kind of unfortunate because they, they kind of have a little window right now. I don't know how. They want a lot of... If, if you can even call it that, like... Yeah, yeah exactly. 